Vox Quick Hits. New guidelines released by the CDC on Monday suggest that that thing we colloquially call normal life may be within reach, at least in the United States. But before we get there, hold the phone. The CDC? We're trusting the CDC again? Yeah, I hope so. I think it's a great question. We asked Dr. Kavita Patel this morning. She's a primary care physician and also worked in public health under President Barack Obama. The CDC has had a a poor track record, especially in COVID, but they're trying to put out guidance, but also put the evidence supporting that guidance into it. And I will be honest, I'm, I'm seeing the CDC director speaking much more candidly about not just that set of guidances, but also any questions that are coming up and tackling them very honestly. We've been through a lot this past year, and with more and more people getting vaccinated each day, we are starting to turn a corner. This is a new CDC leader, yeah? It is, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. She is a bit of a celebrity in the infectious disease and public health community. This is why today CDC is releasing its initial guidance for the public that, for the first time, lays out some of the activities considered safe for those who are fully vaccinated. Her work was primarily in HIV, but she is an incredible infectious disease public health leader, and I think she's doing a really great job at a pretty pressured time. Sure. Well, what are these new guidelines? Let's talk about them. Yeah, I think the guidelines are are probably easiest to break down in kind of three quick hits. Number one, if you're fully vaccinated, you can get together with other fully vaccinated people in a small setting, but no masks, no distance, none of the things that we've unfortunately gotten used to. If you're fully vaccinated, you can also get together with unvaccinated people as long as they're not at risk of getting severely ill from COVID. And that's where there's a big asterisk, like, what does that mean? Mm. The third is that if you are fully vaccinated and you're exposed to somebody who tells you, I have COVID or I might have COVID, instead, you do not need to quarantine for 14 days like we would previously recommend. And that's a big deal as well. And you mentioned there being more candid over there at the CDC now. What's the science behind these updated guidelines? Yeah, so the science in the footnotes, and those of us that are big science dorks will read the footnotes. The footnotes contain studies that really do point to an interesting kind of risk in that we have more and more evidence that if you are fully vaccinated, your risk of transmitting the virus to someone who is not vaccinated is incredibly low. We're still waiting for what the major manufacturers are working on, which is kind of that, quote, definitive evidence. But we already have now emerging studies, by my count, seven, and many of those are cited in the CDC guidance, that tell you if you're vaccinated, you are at very low risk of giving this virus to someone else. And that does mean we'll have a future soon uh, without masks and without distance. That's a game changer now. Yeah, it is. I I think that's, you know, it's funny, like in healthcare policy, sometimes we always say like, you know, our communications are so poor, we bury the lead. I personally think that was my big takeaway. The guidance is a big deal. And I know everybody's talking about it. The CDC is essentially by putting out this guidance saying, hey, we know it's pretty low risk that if you get vaccinated, you will not give COVID to someone else. And that should make all of us really anxious and excited to get vaccinated whenever we're eligible and as soon as possible. It feels like we're still trying to convince people in this country to wear a mask. And all of a sudden now the CDC is saying 
if you get the vaccine, you don't need the mask? Yeah, that's a great question. It's This is actually where the CDC guidance has been pretty conservative because it basically states very clearly if you're in a public space, no matter what that public space is, gyms, restaurants, bars, airplanes, travel, you have to wear a mask. And I'll tell you even further some criticism, which I share, but on reflection, I understand. They did not say anything about travel. They're still basically recommending that people do not travel. I was a little upset about it initially. And after processing it, I can see why they said that. Why were you upset? So I was upset because, you know, by saying, Sean, that you're fully vaccinated and you're not going to transmit this, why shouldn't people get on a plane and travel? Why would they feel like they can't travel? And when I thought about it, you always have to remember that the CDC is acting on behalf of the whole population, not the individual. And we still have cases right now, we still have positivity rates in parts of this country that are near or over 10%. We still have incredible kind of concerns about these variants that are spreading. And so when people travel, we can, even if we don't intend to, we can change the patterns of these variants, of these viruses. And so for that reason, I think today they were silent on it. I suspect, Sean, as more and more Americans are vaccinated, that travel guidance will get updated. Well, I got great news for you, Kavita. Uh, travel bookings are surging irrespective of <laughs> CDC guidelines. <laughs> Senator Ted Cruz is taking heat for his trip to Mexico this week, but he's not alone. Thousands of Americans are also flocking to Cancun and other resort cities. Royal Caribbean. Yeah, look at this stock. It's jumping more than 4% right now, edging very close to a one-year high after announcing a 30% increase in new cruise bookings since the beginning of the year compared with just last November to December. Let's talk about how safe it's going to be for people to travel once they're vaccinated. It seems like you're suggesting it'll be pretty safe. Yes. People are going to develop immunity sooner rather than later. So I personally do think that if you're a grandparent or you're a grandchild or me, I'm, I've got, I haven't seen my parents in over a year and a half, you know, then I would feel comfortable taking precautions and you're going to have to wear a mask. You're going to have to try to kind of consciously stay socially distanced. So if you're traveling today, that's what it'll look like. If you're booking for 2022, I think it'll be pretty normal and what it felt like in 2019. So when traveling right now after you get a shot, let's say if you're in the United States or elsewhere, you should still have some precautions about mask wearing. And But what does that prevent people from hugging their parents? I think the CDC actually said something about that, right? No, hugs all around. Yes, yes, yes. If you have, especially the high risk, which I'm just going to make assumptions, parents, grandparents, because of their age, they're high risk by definition. As long as they're vaccinated and you are either vaccinated yourself or not vaccinated, but at low risk, yes, you should feel comfortable hugging and touching and being kind of incredibly close. Um, I think the blind spots for some people are that pregnant women are still high risk if they're not vaccinated. And here's just something interesting to consider. So are smokers. And we have a lot of Americans who are smokers. They are considered at high risk of getting severe COVID. If you are a smoker and you are not vaccinated, even if you're 25 and totally healthy, we would recommend that you don't actually touch others and you would need to wear a mask and be distanced. What about some of the other stuff that people really miss, like attending a concert or a sporting event? I know sporting events are now sort of ramping up, reintroducing fans into the atmosphere right now. Is that safe? Is that dangerous? 
Yeah, so I do think that sporting venues that are kind of doing like 25% capacity, there's still a risk, but I do think that that's way more, um, you know, responsible or it's lower risk. I would say that we're not going to be kind of seeing major tours of concerts advertised right now, but I would predict by fall that would be safe to do. And I think, Sean, everybody wants to know when can they attend a concert and not wear a mask? And that's where I do think we're going to have to wait till we get to herd immunity, to be candid. Hmm. And how big an issue is the fact that, you know, for a lot of people, herd immunity is the goal. And for a lot of people, they never really stopped doing what they were doing anyway. And we're seeing states start to like roll back any sort of mask guidance in advance of the CDC. I mean, it feels like they're just two, if not more, different cultures operating in the United States, at least, where some people are trying to be cautious and follow guidelines, and a whole lot of people are just doing whatever they want. It does all of society no good to fight to get to herd immunity if you have 14 states that say, you know, you don't need to wear masks and let's all accept, quote, personal responsibility. And if you're not wearing a mask, you are a prime target. So if you're really thinking about personal responsibility, wearing a mask is the most responsible thing you can do, not just for yourself, but think about the people who don't have like a sign on their forehead that says I'm immunocompromised or I have a child that's battling leukemia. We just don't know what people in society are experiencing. And so if you're trying to exhibit personal responsibility, think about your neighbor and think about people that you don't know their status of vaccination. Sean, we still have as good as this news is out of the CDC, let me just be blunt. We still have 2,000 people dying a day. And they're not all just older people. There are young people in that category. And that's partly why we're being conservative about things. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.